I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Sub-Zero win. Welcome, everybody, to episode 469 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, Mortal Kombat opens nationwide in theaters today, and my guest is the first class father who wrote the screenplay for the film. Greg Russo joins me on the podcast today. Greg is a fellow Jersey guy and a 90s kid who grew up playing the same video arcade game classics as I did. He has got a passion for writing, and he combined his love of writing with his childhood video game experiences and parlayed that into a Hollywood blockbuster film, Mortal Kombat. Greg is also writing the screenplay for some other big upcoming video game blockbuster movies. We're going to get into that and so much more. Greg Russo will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Greg Russo was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the screenwriter of Mortal Kombat and myself, get over there and hit me with a subscribe, First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link to that is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, if you guys missed out on any of the action that went on here this week, please go back and check out the dads who joined me, including legendary comedian Howie Mandel, who stopped by on Monday, and legendary race car driver Mario Andretti, who was here with me on the previous episode. I'm telling you guys right now, I've got some real incredible guests coming your way soon. Make sure you get over there and follow me on Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace, to find out who they are. If you're enjoying the podcast, I ask that you hit me with a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. It always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please let me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show to see us celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Mortal Kombat screenplay writer Greg Russo. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy Packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. Joining me now, First Class Father, Greg Russo. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, let's kick it off right here like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have a uh, one four-year-old son. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, you got you planning on having any more? Are you all done? Well, so my wife and I had a really uh, crazy journey to have this one. It was it was a wild um, a wild story. And uh, so uh, let me just back up and tell you that she um so she was a stage four cancer survivor uh, was she at the time, and so we wanted to have a child. And uh, my wife found out she couldn't carry. So we went down the incredibly uh, you know, just long road of surrogacy and egg donation. And we finally had our first son. So I think we're going to be good. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Yeah. What a, what a process that is. I'll tap into that just a little bit more in a second here. If you could, Greg, please just take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Absolutely. So I am uh, I'm a screenwriter. Uh, I uh, uh, wrote the Mortal Kombat movie that comes out on April 23rd uh, from New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers. And I've been doing this for, I want to say, a little over a decade now. So living out in L.A., followed a dream, didn't know anybody, just came out here with a, with a dream and got into it. Yeah, very cool. What an exciting career it is, and uh, much success already coming your way. I'm sure a lot to come uh, still in the future. Now, talking about what you said here, obviously the journey for you to become a dad has been uh, a difficult one, a challenging one, uh, to say the least. And uh, I, I spoke to many dads. I mean, my wife and I, we've been through several miscarriages. We have four children ourselves. Uh, so I understand a little bit about nowhere near the, the, the journey that you've had here. So after going through this entire process, how did the actual experience of becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? You know, it changed everything. You know, it was it was again having it took us about four years to have our son, and you know, watching my wife go not only you know battle cancer and then go into the, you know go down this road that you know to have our son, uh, it, it just you know we I don't think we ever wanted anything more. You know, we didn't want anything more, uh, and it just you fight for something like that, something that's gonna you know that you that you deeply want. It becomes just a part of you. It becomes a part of you, and and my son is he. He's everything, you know. I, 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 it makes you work harder. It makes you love more. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it just changes your life, you know, in, in the best ways possible. And I don't know what I'd do without him, truly. He's, he's, my, he's everything. Yeah, very well said. And what would you consider to be the top values that you're hoping to instill in your son growing up? Be kind. God, you know, just try to be kind to people. You know, we're, you know, I just, uh, the, the last few years have been tough, I think, for a lot of people. We're looking around, and, and you see it on the news, and I just I just hope that I want to be part of the generation that raises their kids to appreciate everyone you know, and, and to just be the to be uh, sympathetic to others and, and to, uh, to, to be kind as much as possible. Very well said. Now, jumping right into what you do here, obviously, screenwriter, you mentioned Mortal Kombat, uh, major motion picture coming out here. So... Mortal Kombat video games, is this something that's always been in your background? How did you get tied into the uh, Mortal Kombat uh, writing the, the screenplay for the movie? Sure, yeah. So I, was, so I was a 90s kid growing up in a little town in South Jersey. And, uh, you know, my escape was the bowling alley. That's where I'd go after school just to hang out with a bunch of other uh, nerds. And we would play uh, the arcade machine uh, for hours. You know, that was our safe haven. And so I just, you know, I had this kind of fondness and, and love for it. And, you know, when you come out to be a screenwriter in Los Angeles, they don't give you these properties. They don't just hand them over. So it took uh, it took a good decade or so just to kind of prove myself to to work my way up the ladder, to write on things that I wasn't as passionate about. But I just wanted to, A, I had to make, a, I had to make some money just to support myself. And, and I also just wanted to prove myself. So finally, I got into a position where uh, I had done that and I could, uh, you know, I could say, hey, I also love this. I love games. Like if you got this opportunity, please keep me in mind. And and when Mortal Kombat came up, I said uh, I just raised my hand and they said, um, all right, we're going to give you a shot. And then I then I was on the movie for five years. You know, so, yeah, wow. Well, very cool. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a 90s guy myself and, and a Jersey guy as well, too. Oh, so. <laughs> um, and, and you know, one of the things, like I said, I have four kids. One of the things that's one of the things that's awesome today with the video games is that we have the opportunity to share the games that we grew up playing with our kids so easily. Now they have we have such easy access to all the old games like Mortal Kombat uh, to share those experiences with our kids. Now I know he's only four right now. Do you got him? Is he playing the Wii? Is he involved in the Switch? Is he is he tapping the screens? Is he involved yet? Oh well, wow. he's he. They they are they get more involved. I'm telling you, these kids nowadays they they're all over it, man. My kid, he knows how to unlock my wife's phone. 
he's he's on there playing all sorts of apps and he's he's showing me them and i was like man when i was your age i don't know we didn't have that kind of stuff we had a netch sketch i think i don't know what we had but we didn't have that so uh yeah boy, i'm not letting him see mortal kombat <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> yeah i, I would hope not i think we'll wait a beat on that one i think he's on paw patrol right now we'll start there <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good good introduction to it. Yeah, you, you know what it is? Back in the day, I was kind of like the high-tech one in our family where it was VCRs, hooking right. them up or, or re-recording one off another. And now it's like I'm older now. I mean, my, my son is older, and I'm like, hey, how do I beam this thing to the TV? Help me hook this up. So it's <laughs> like now I re- now I defer to him to help me with all that stuff. So Yeah, they're, they're saving us. They're saving us old guys. They're figuring us out how do, we, how, do we, how do we do this newfangled technology that these kids have these days. It's fun. <laughs> and how about as far as discipline goes, Greg? Uh, He's young yet. Are you a spanker, timeout guy? How do you guys kind of handle discipline? Uh, how do you handle it as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Yeah, you know, it is It's it is different. You know, my wife and I, you know, uh, we designed kind of a plan that we think works good for our son. Um, it's a lot about talking to him. It's a lot about, you know, talking through his decisions. If they are, you know, decisions we think are, are, are bad ones, then we'll talk through. Why did you why did you come up with this decision? Um Where's the where you know what are you thinking about? How do we correct it in the future? It's a lot of that, you know. Uh, I was a I was a Jersey kid raised by an Italian dad, and uh, I didn't get we didn't, they didn't talk through stuff. <laughs> but I was a kid. They they talked through it with uh with uh, sometimes with their belt, and they said you know uh, I'll, I'll knock it into you. But no, my wife my wife is a very uh, very sweet woman who who has, has a lot more patience for things, and and I defer to her in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, very cool. And obviously now we had the pandemic. Life's been turned upside down for, for so many different people here. Now, I have four kids, so it, it kind of benefited us in a way where they were they were forced to kind of figure things out together now. They, they were, you know, they weren't able to go over to their friends' houses and separate. Yeah. So they were kind of now you have one child at home. Now, how did that kind of how did you guys manage during the pandemic? Was he able to get out, do any play dates? Uh, were you able to keep him active during all of it? Yeah, you know, it's such a challenge, right? It's such a challenge. And I and it, it almost like it almost breaks your heart because uh, you know, I want, you know, kids don't deserve to be locked up in a house for a year. They deserve to be outside playing with their friends and running around and and doing all that and being in school. So it was it was tough, you know, it was challenging. So my wife again, she's she works at home. She works from home. We both work from home. So she takes the she does a lot of uh, the planning for him and she basically just designed it to be an at-home school right here. So she would teach him you know teach him classes and and she would take him to on, a, on field trips and i only say she because i was working uh so much during the day that she took on a lot of it and i thank her for it but then eventually we got to a position where i think we felt safer opening it up and we were able to give him a pod so he's got his buddy that comes uh he comes twice a week now and you know i think any parent out there who's who's been locked up with their kids for uh, the better part of a year and a half is 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 ready to uh to get on with this and so I'm excited for to get him back in school. I think you know I, I, it's where kids should be. They should be with you know socializing with other kids and especially a, an only child, you know, because that's another thing you think about. He doesn't have siblings he's playing with, so um, I hope I hope to get him back in school soon. Yeah, well said, right on there. And and you you may have gave it a little blueprint there when you were speaking about it earlier. But what kind of advice do you have for the parents out there that have kids that are interested in pursuing a writing career, screenwriting yeah. career? Career. What, what kind of advice would you give them? How do they steer the kids? All right, dads, my pillow has got so much more to offer than just the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own, but don't just take my word for it. Here's my wife to tell you her favorite product from my pillow. Honey, what is it? Well, I love all the my pillow products, from the robe to the towels, but my absolute favorite hands down product is the my pillow mattress topper on our king size bed i have the best sleep since owning that topper it's like sleeping at a spa resort and i can't wait to sleep on it tonight 
And I look forward to seeing you there tonight. And let me tell you something right now, guys. Happy wife, happy life. And this mattress topper has been a game changer for me. That's a guarantee. And speaking of guarantees, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? First Class Fatherhood listeners can now save up to 66% off. That's right, up to 66% off your order using my promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save up to 66% off or use the 800 number. That's 1-800-875-0219, 1-800-875-0219, and your savings will be applied instantly. Visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and save up to 66% off your order at MyPillow. What kind of advice do you have for the parents out there that have kids that are interested in pursuing a writing career, screenwriting career? What what kind of advice would you give them? How do they steer the kids? I would say uh, listen to them and accept it and challenge it. You know, don't write it off, and no pun intended. Um, You know, it's... When I, you know, where I grew up, I grew up in a small town in South Jersey. Again, when, you know, when I said I wanted to be a writer, they looked at you, me like I was crazy. You know, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't the, it wasn't where I ended up, you know, from my town. So my mom, uh, I give her a lot of credit because she was the one that really said, you know, I believe this. I see your passion. I see that you love this and I'll help you follow it. And I, I would never be here without her. She, she made me who I am and, and I want to instill the same lessons in my son. And so I would say, if your child comes to you and says, I want to do anything in the arts, it doesn't even have to be just writing because these are those are hard careers that don't pay off right away. I would just say uh, I would say be, be accepting of it and try to try to talk it through. And, and if, if they're passionate about it, help them follow the dream. Good stuff. And then turning it over here to Mortal Kombat, obviously yeah. it was huge in the 90s. I was a sub-zero guy myself. What could we expect to see in the movie? And was it challenging for you uh, to, to kind of keep your own personal favorites out of this as you were doing it? And uh, yeah. is it going to be very close to the game, finishing moves, stuff like that? What could we expect to see? Uh, you're going to get all that fan service. If you love this, if you grew up as you know playing the, the arcades and playing the games on Genesis and Nintendo – you're going to see all, but you know, you don't, you're going to see all the stuff that you love. You don't have, you know, even if you left it, even if you left gaming behind and uh, you just have these fond nostalgic memories of what Mortal Kombat was, it's going to kind of awaken those again. So there's a ton of fan service. Um, you know, all, a lot of the iconic characters are there doing the cool stuff that they'd actually never got to do even in the old movies. So as a Sub-Zero guy, you're going to see Sub-Zero uh, in all his glory, pulling out all his moves, finishing people. Yeah, the fatalities are back in the game. That's a very iconic part of Mortal Kombat. Uh, we got an R rating, so we we leaned into it, and we just want to be authentic to the game. We're just trying to give the fans the the real experience and and try to depict uh, what they loved about the game as close as we possibly can. Yeah, good stuff. And I think I mean this is the genre right now is uh, the kids that grew up in the '90s. That's really the target audience right now because they're yeah. the ones that are the the majority of the people. You know, the average age I think in the U.S. is like 37 or 38, something wow. like that. So. Uh, it, it's a perfect, you know, fit for that. Even though you got hit with the R rating, I think it's the, the people that are going to be there to see it are the ones that grew up playing the game. So I think that'll work out pretty good. Well, what other, uh, what kind of, I know, I know we mentioned the pandemic there. I know it hit Hollywood pretty hard as well. And I know they've been backed up on, uh, on movies that are being released. Did that affect you with the screenwriting as far as getting gigs and what other kind of gigs are, or, or movies are you working on that we can look forward to in the future? Yeah, so thankfully we shot. So we shot Mortal Kombat at the end of 2019. So we actually wrapped it in December, right before all this uh, happened. Wow. So really, the pandemic affected post production of this movie, and and that's that's not where I'm involved, right? So post production is really you know the editing, the director, and all of the people that work on the VFX. So they were all working remotely from different parts of the world. It was a wild thing. They were all they would get on uh, voice calls 
just like this and talk to each other. It's, it's not, you know, it's not traditionally how you would make a movie, but they did the best they could to make it work. You know, for screenwriting and, you know, the development process uh, kind of continues in Hollywood. So even though productions are being backed up, people are still developing movies because they hope that it just picks back up as normal. So uh, my work has basically uh, continued. Uh, not, and I'm very lucky and thankful and grateful for that, uh, that I am still able to work. Um, and I'm doing other video game adaptations. I'm working on, uh, you, you say you're 90s kid, I'll, I'll throw an old one at you. So I'm adapting uh, Space Invaders. You remember Space Invaders? Of course, yeah, 100%. <laughs> the old arcade game uh, that was on the Atari 2600. It was the first game I ever uh, ever played. And so finding a fun way to bring that back uh, for a modern audience. Um, a lot of stuff like that. A lot of pieces of uh, old nostalgic properties. And you mentioned um, that it's for that audience, and I couldn't agree more. It's, you know, this is the first time I think that 90s kids and 80s kids are in a position where we are, we can creatively control these things. And so we are, you're seeing that I think the, the material is getting better just because the people that grew up with it is, is are now working on it and we're putting that love into it. So I'm excited. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I remember too, like, like going to the movies and playing the arcades while you were there waiting for the movies. And I, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game was like one of one of my favorites to play. So we, we, and they have a place down here close by me in, in Red Bank, New Jersey. Here they have Yestercades. So I get an opportunity to bring my kids there and they have all the old school arcade games, pinball games. They have everything set up there. So it, it's pretty cool to get a chance to share that as the kids uh, get older. I bet. I bet. That's 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 amazing. I'm glad they're still around. I You know, I, I hated seeing them. They started closing them. You know, I grew up uh, not far from Red Bank. I grew up in Cherry Hill, which is a town in South Jersey, and uh, we had uh, we had a couple arcades there, and they all they all they're all gone. And so, you know, it's a bummer. But I'm glad you still have a place. That's so cool. I would take my kid there in a second. That's like a blast. Yeah, it's definitely fun as they get older to do. And I had I had uh, AJ Styles, the WWE superstar, on the podcast here, and he he's a big fan of them, and he has these one up uh, video arcade games that he's buying and putting them in his house. So it, it's cool that they have this and we're resurrecting some of these things. Cause they, you know, my kids are playing like Minecraft and it's like, I'm looking like these graphics ain't no better than the games <laughs> I was playing, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, listen, last thing I want to hit you in here, Greg, I, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Wow. That's a, that's a great question. And, and probably the most important question uh, to ask any new dad uh, or to, to give any new dad some important piece of advice. I would say, um, be accepting of change. You know, I think when I, 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 I'm going to, I got anxious when I was going to have my son, I didn't know what I was going to do. Was it going to completely upend my life? You know, it just, it starts to make your mind spin. Um, and you start to think like, will I get sleep? Will I be able to work? Will I be able to work out? Will I be able to do the things I love still? How much is it going to change my life? And I'll just say, uh, as somebody that was thinking about all those things, uh, be accepting of it. You know, the change is not a bad thing. In fact, the changes can be a wonderful thing, and it can actually change your life uh, for the better. So, uh, don't be afraid. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, listen, I, I love that message. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Greg Russo, you're a first class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, Alec. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Greg Russo for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was a lot of fun. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you lock it in for next week. I got a lot of great guests coming your way. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace so you can find out who they are and who else will be coming soon to the podcast here. I got some real bangers heading your way. Find out who they are. That's all I got for you guys today. Check out that Mortal Kombat. I'm looking forward to watching it myself. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Fathers.
control as a 